Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the great state of Texas. I hope you're doing well and you're cutting through the fog. I know there's been a lot of, you know, different type of weather. The weather is just crazy in Texas, right? It's just up and down. You never know what to expect. But this show is not about the weather. It's about issues of faith, family, and freedom. So wherever you are, if you're listening to this on iTunes, SoundCloud, you could be watching us Facebook Live Friday morning on our Facebook page. And so I'm looking right into the camera. And you can see on the back of my computer uh, our Faith and Family Days coming up at the Texas Capitol. We're excited about that. But I want to really spend that first half of the show talking to our guest today, who is Heather Gardner, who leads the Central Texas Coalition for Life. We're excited about having her on. She's been a guest on the Texas Values Report before, and we're going to talk about some work that's going on with 40 Days for Life, and we're also going to talk about an incredible pro-life movie coming out called Unplanned that is in large part about the life of Abby Johnson, who is a director at a Planned Parenthood clinic, an abortion clinic, and now is a very well-known pro-life advocate. But a lot going on as we have a kickoff for the 40 Days for Life. And to talk to us about that today is Heather Gardner. Heather, welcome to the Texas Values Report. Hi, I'm so glad to be here with you. Thank you for having me. Well, Heather, you and I have got to really had the pleasure of getting to work together on a lot of important issues in Central Texas, across the state, if you will. And every year about this time is the beginning of one of the most important events, one of the most kind of uh, widely, I don't know, um, more, you know, as far as people being involved in an effort in the pro-life movement, the 40 Days for Life is probably one of the most popular, if, if I could state it that way, uh, events that happens in, for, uh, in the pro-life movement. Tell us about where we are in the calendar and what's happening next on the 40 Days for Life movement. Yes, so uh, 40 Days for Life, at least for us, I know for many other cities uh, across the country, it takes a great deal of preparation. So we have been, um, for the last couple of months, in recruiting season, and that's where we are going all over Central Texas for uh, to churches to encourage people to sign up and talk about how powerful and effective this this is. And so, of course, it's 40 days in a row. Um, in the spring, it's during Lent, so it starts March 6th and goes through Palm Sunday on uh, April 14th. And most people will sign up to pray for an hourly week. So that means you are making an appointment with God on the sidewalk one, you know, one day, one hour, one day a week, and you're going there, and there's uh, just shifts of people coming in and out. And this is a, an amazing effort of people from across denominations. So it's a very unifying effort because, you know, we have we come together on this very crucial issue that you and I know very well, Jonathan, is, is one of the most important issues, of, if not the most important issue of our time, and that is the issue of life and the right to life for all. And so we are coming together um, to, to stand against the injustice, but not to protest, to simply pray and to have a loving alternative for women that are going inside these abortion facilities and also to offer love and alternatives to the abortion workers. Well, such an important movement in my church. As a matter of fact, we've signed up at St. Vincent of Paul. I think March 30th is one of the days that we're participating. But people can participate at all different times whenever it works. I know... I remember, I think it was about this time last year that my children and I prayed at, um, in front of one of the clinics on North 35 here in the Central Texas area in Austin. And, you know, it's just very striking. And, and 
to have that time together as a family, but also to arguably, you know, come that close in proximity to the issue. And and that's foreign for a lot of people. And I get that. Sometimes people aren't comfortable doing that. We all have our place. But, you know, you don't have to feel like there, there has to be any hostility or any conflict. You can be peaceful about it. But that peaceful, prayerful public witness can be very powerful. Exactly. Right. And that's right. And, and it's not something, you know, I'm not here to sell comfort to anybody. It's not necessarily something that's comfortable, especially for your first time. And if it is uncomfortable, that's probably a good thing, because to me, that means that you understand the reality of what's going on just beyond the walls of the facility we're standing in front of. We know that it's, it's a place of death, but we are not a people of darkness. We're a people of light, and Christ is calling us to be his hands and feet, to be the light, and to bring that light to the darkness. So what better place than to go peacefully in a law-abiding manner in front of these abortion facilities? No, you're absolutely right. We're talking with Heather Gardner. She is the executive director of Central Texas Coalition for Life. They've got the 40 Days for Life movement that is coming up. I was trying to find a picture of you so I could put it on our Facebook Live uh, just <laughs> to give careful. people a visual <laughs> of who who we're talking to and, and so on. I'll try to look for it in just a minute. Um, it's sometimes hard to talk and pull things from my computer. I'm trying to multitask. Here, but nonetheless, oh, here we go. Great picture. It's a little bit smaller. All right, so this is who we're talking to if you're following me on social media. And if you're watching on Facebook Live, if you'll share your post right now, that will help more people see it, get contacted, get connected with our work, and hear the rest of the broadcast. You can share that, or you can retweet it on social media, on Twitter as well, where we've got uh, reminders posted of our Facebook Live today. So this issue is very important, and it's interesting, the timing. And who knows? I mean, it's probably not coincidence, but a very important pro-life movement movie is coming out during right in the middle, if you will, of the 40 Days for Life time period this year. And that's the movie Unplanned. It's about Abby Johnson, who is a former abortion clinic director and about how she became uh, became pro-life and is now very involved in that work. Heather, I know that you and Abby have a very close relationship. Tell us a little bit about the movie, and then we'll talk a little bit about y'all's personal connection. Yes, so the movie is based on Abby's number one bestseller, Unplanned, which was released several years ago. So I recommend to everybody, read the book. Um, If you don't read it before you see the movie, that's okay, but read the book. There's so many more powerful details in there. The movie is from the directors of God's Not Dead, whom I know everybody is familiar with. Um, so God's Not Dead directors Chuck and Chuck uh, and Carrie, Chuck Konzelman and Carrie Solomon created this film. Also producers of I Can Only Imagine, which was another great movie. And so Unplanned is a faith-based film. It's not a typical faith-based film, though. In fact, I would call it Christian light because while it does talk about Abby's journey into and out of the industry and how God pierced her heart to help, you know, basically remove the shields from her eyes. Um, it's It's got some very intense scenes in it and um, an intense um, matter because it's abortion, and abortion is not a uh, an easy topic. It's a very intense topic. And so um, it's it's recommended that everybody goes and sees this. If you're pro-choice, you're not going to be comfortable seeing it. If you're pro-life, you're not necessarily going to be comfortable seeing it. And I say that because it shows the good and the bad of both sides. So it's a very 
balanced movie, and it's it's powerful. It's got some really great actors and actresses. Um, I, I, I could talk for hours about this film because there's so many amazing things about each of the key people that are involved in this film. But it does come out nationwide in a, approximately 800 theaters on March 29th. And if you pay close attention to um, the, some of the, the pro-life groups in our area, there's different groups and churches that are having um, reserving theaters the week leading up to the premiere um, for people to go see it as well. So mark your calendars that week, find a theater, uh, and, and go see it. It's really, really awesome. No, I think it's very exciting and, you know, an opportunity. To, and there's a Texas connection. Okay, so you previously served as the director of communications. We're talking with Heather Gardner, who is the executive director of Central Texas Coalition for Life, an organization that's dedicated to helping women find loving alternatives to abortion. Heather, you previously served as director of communications for the Brazos Valley Coalition for Life in Bryan, Texas. And this is called the birthplace of the 40 Days for Life movement. But this is also the location close to your beloved Texas A&M University where former Planned Parenthood director Abby Johnson had her conversion. And you were a part of this story. Talk to us about that. Yes. So I was a volunteer as a student, and once I graduated, immediately started working at the Brazos Valley Coalition for Life. Um, And little did I know that within five months of working full-time, that the director of the abortion facility that we prayed outside of was going to walk into our office. And that's what happened. Abby, um, you know, we, we had had many interactions with her through the fence for, for all the years that she was there. She had had many different pro-lifers that had interacted with her from the beginning. And so we had always told her, you know, we're praying for you. If you ever want to leave, we're here for you. But for me, from my perspective, I never believed that would actually happen. And then it did. And so um, she she drove into our parking lot, called the phone number, and I was always the person to answer, on staff to answer the phone. So I answer the phone, and it's Abby on the other line. Um, we invite her in to come into the back um, and sit on our couch in our counseling room to talk with us. And she spends the next two hours just sharing her, her spilling her guts, just sharing about how awful it's been working in Planned Parenthood, how she thought it was such a great thing. And she just saw the corruption after, after working in it um, for all those years. Um, and I was the doubting Thomas of the story, quite honestly. I didn't, I didn't know what to believe. I thought she was maybe pulling a prank on us. Um, you know, and I thought, well, gosh, she's doing a pretty good job of acting if she is. But um, I mean, she was bawling her eyes out. And if you, if she describes it in her book actually very accurately. She she said that when um, when I opened the door and when her and and my coworker Bobby were looking at her, that that it looked like she had a our face looked like she had a bomb strapped to her, which is a very accurate description because we were so shocked we didn't know what to think of her coming here and, and, and just crying her eyes out. And so um, we we welcomed her with open arms um, as a group, even though, like I said, I wasn't sure if I could believe her. Um, but eventually um, we all became very good friends. Abby and her husband, Doug, are two of my best friends in the world now. And um, it's been almost 10 years since that day, since uh, October 5th, that she walked into our office. Um, but her her biggest story is that she, I mean, her biggest part of her story and the turning point was that she saw 
an ultrasound guided abortion for the first time. A lot of people wonder, well, if you worked in the abortion facility for so long, how did you not know what it was? And, you know, there's so many workers that have that similar type of story. Like, they just were blinded. It, they, sin works little by little, and they were, they were fed just little by little until they were blinded so much that they couldn't even see the evil that was in front of them. So that was definitely Abby's story. And then she, um, I, I really truly believe that the consistency and the persistence of the people outside praying and loving her, loving her out of the clinic eventually um, is, is what drew her out, is seeing the truth and the people that were loving her out. So this movie chronicles that, and it's, uh, oh, it's, it's amazing. I, I, I cry almost every time I think about it. So. <laughs> well, look, I mean, these things can bring that kind of emotion out of us when we talk about issues of life or death and we think about the transformation in someone's life that can seem impossible and, you know, as you were stating that, you know, you wouldn't have believed it, even though you were engaged in efforts to do it. You didn't think it would actually happen, and then it does, and and it just, you know, you almost can't understand it, or you're you're in touch with it because you know how difficult that can be. We're talking with Heather Gardner, the executive director of Central Texas Coalition for Life. She's talking about what happened during this time period when Abby Johnson was the director of a Planned Parenthood abortion clinic, and then was having a conversion, a change of heart. All of this is now covered in a movie called Unplanned that's going to come out on March 29th. You know, Heather, it's interesting, though, when you know, you're know you that close to the issue, and you do hope that there's a conversion in people's hearts, but you also are in touch with how far away they certainly can seem in our eyes in, a situa- in an issue like this that it seems hard to believe that someone that's so entrenched in that side or in that movement that they would somehow come to the other side. The, the, you know, the points, the distance between those points seems so far, but it certainly is possible. And then when it happens with someone that seems to be so, you know, at the highest level or at a high level, like Abby Johnson was being a director of a Planned Parenthood clinic, um, absolutely, I can see it moving you to tears, even when it's replayed out in a movie or you think about it, because it's still dramatic. And so, but it it did happen. Now more people are going to hear about it. Do you hope, or you think that's a possibility, if you will, that more people might be led out of the abortion movement? Yes, yes. There's a couple things you said there, Jonathan, too, that I want to point out because I think it's pertinent to the story. Abby was high-ranking. She was so high-ranking that she actually got Employee of the Year in 2008. So a year before she left, she was Employee of the Year. That's a national award that they give. But she was also set to be the COO of the largest abortion facility in the Western Hemisphere, which is the giant seven-story Planned Parenthood abortion facility in Houston, Texas. Right before she left, that was what she was on the path to become. So um, the the timing is incredible that she left, thank God, before that happened. Um, And yes, I really do believe that this is going to see more people out of the abortion industry. This film definitely will, because it has gotten such a a large um, following. It's gotten a lot of national attention um, on lots lots of national, mainstream, and Christian news outlets. Um, So 
we have all been talking about that. We're we're preparing for that. So there's going to be in the credits at the end of the movie a website that people can go to, and it's gonna it's gonna direct people who work in the abortion industry, and it's also going to offer a resources for anyone who's had an abortion or who's dealing with a crisis pregnancy situation for a website for them to go to. So as the movement, the pro life movement, I'll say this before and I, I'll say it again. We can't drop the ball. We've got to be ready. Our phones have to be available 24-7 if we run centers that help women um, with pregnancy, if we run post-abortion he- healing ministries, and, of course, Abby's ministry, and then there were none, which helps abortion workers out of the abortion industry, is a 24-hour line, and they're getting ready. They're getting more staff members and more volunteers to be client managers because, yes, I truly believe this is going to draw many more. It already has. It already has, and it, I know we don't have a lot of time, you know, much more time, but there are people that were involved in this film, some of the ma- amazing connections that they had, where they either know, knew someone that worked in the abortion industry, and so we started coaching them to talk them um, out of working there and to get resources. So this movie is already having a very Im- a huge impact on people. We're talking with Heather Gardner, Executive Director of Central Texas Coalition for Life. Heather, give us the website for your organization that's doing such important work and uh, kicking off again this year with the 40 Days for Life movement, which starts here in about a week. Yes, our local campaign is through our organization, Central Texas Coalition for Life. So you can visit us at centraltexascoalition.com, and that's all spelled out, centraltexascoalition.com. And you'll find the information for 40 Days for Life. You'll also find other resources available there. And um, anybody, you know, if you need any help or you'd like to contact us, please do. Um, I'd be more than happy to help get you involved in any way. Heather, thank you for being our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Thank you for having me. God bless you. Well, that's great. What a, man, what what a moving update from Heather, you know, for, for her to have had that direct connection and involvement in the life of Abby Johnson, who was the head of a Planned Parenthood clinic. The director was about to ascend to an even larger role. And then all of a sudden things flipped. And I would say all of a sudden, I mean, obviously some of that was growing in time, but they were reaching out, they were praying for her. They were, you know, (coughs) communicating with her directly, if you will, when she would come to the clinic and they were outside praying. So interesting in how we think. We never know. You know, you you hope for those efforts to to transform people's life, but you know that the chances can seem very slim. But you do it anyway, and 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 that's what what we do as Christians, right? We try to just be obedient. We don't know how Lord's working in other people's lives and what's going on. We oftentimes don't understand it. We just try to do our part and leave the rest up to him. And Heather is certainly a part of that. CentralTexasCoalition.com. A lot going on at the Texas Capitol. We were testifying in hearings already this week, mainly against legislation. And, you know, look, that's a big part of what we do at Texas Values, not just trying to advance legislation. We don't think government laws are necessarily the solution to a lot of problems. Sometimes the laws that we support are just making it clear the limits that the government has in in punishing people. A lot of times people don't understand that. They think, oh, well, you created a new law. You wanted more government. No, the law itself actually limit what the government can do to punish people. But you have to do that in the law in order to make that clear. So you have to have a bill passed. So we were testifying against several pieces of legislation that would impact religious freedom, that would impact your parental rights here in public schools across the state of Texas. We were testifying at the Austin ISD 
uh, school district board uh, meeting when they have things that they want to do where they don't want parents involved. They want to th- keep things behind closed doors. They want to have things taught as far as sexual education at very young levels and ages. A lot of concerns. I think they got over a thousand calls and probably a hundred people at the Austin ISD meeting. So they have really kicked the hornet's nest and upset a lot of people. And it's not just, you know, Bible believing Christians and conservatives or whatever. There are people in Austin. I know they're on the opposite side of the political spectrum or religious spectrum, if you will, to some degree or viewpoints. And they're upset as well, because even though they may agree with some of this type of you know, diversity, if you will, of sexual activity and so on. They just, they don't necessarily want their children being taught about it, or they don't want to relinquish the right to be the ones that talk about it or the ones to be first to discuss it with their children. So, and, you know, a lot of people, whether you're on the right, left, you're Christian, you're not, they can be very concerned when the government starts doing things and they don't want to be more open and honest about it. People start to feel like, well, what are you hiding? And I think a lot of this is just really rubbing people the wrong way because they're very frustrated that public schools particularly are involved in a whole lot more than just teaching your kids about basic academic issues. I mean, how do they have so much time to begin with to get into these other subjects? You hear them constantly complaining about we need more money and, you know, their test scores aren't high enough, all this stuff. So why are you spending so much time on all these other things that are not even tested on some of these academic issues? And so, I look, as a parent myself, I see that I can be very frustrated by that as well, because I understand, you know, how much time it takes and um, and I see the development of my own children. And so I'm I'm concerned about as well as member one of a member of one of our teams, David Walls, the vice president of our organization. He has children and uh, they live in Austin ISD. One of them does attend an Austin ISD school. He testified. I mean, you know, now his kids are growing up and they're getting old enough. He's seeing some of it. And one of the is interesting. One of the surveys that was sent home, it asked parents about some of these topics on sex education. But instead of asking them, are you okay with it? Are you not okay with it? They just asked them, should we start teaching it in third, fourth, or fifth grade? Not if we should be teaching it at all. Like how early should we be teaching it? And so where's the option that says not at all or not until high school? I mean, and so I I think the options that are being presented to, to parents as well are very frustrating and limited and they seem very weighted in one direction. So, but a big announcement too. our faith and family day is on March 13th. We've got Lieutenant Colonel Alan West is going to be one of our speakers at the rally. So is David B. Wright, who started the 40 days for life movement, which we were talking about in our earlier segment at Texas A&M university with some other folks. He's going to be one of our rally speakers. The, the event though starts at nine in the morning. We're going to have briefing sessions on how these issues work, how you can get involved in the legislative process. We're going to have a free booklet called the Texas legislative guide. It's about 90 pages, teaches you all about how the legislative process works, how the issues are unfolding, how to get in contact with your elected officials and really how to do something, how to get things done. But the biggest thing that you can do to get things done is to show up at the Texas Faith and Family Day. The event is free. Now, there is a charge if you want lunch. Okay, We have a $5 box lunch from Chick-fil-A. You can't get lunch at Chick-fil-A for $5 by and large. Okay, Tell me the last time you went through a drive-thru at Chick-fil-A for, for $5. Okay, And so we have, we've made it affordable. A box lunch is very simple, $5. Go to our website for this, texasfaithandfamily.com, or go to txvalues.org. We've got about 300 people that have signed up already. 
we, we're about to break a record for the Faith and Family Day. So keep it going, people. We got about less than two weeks left. We'd love to have 500 people there, okay? Send an email to your church. Let everybody know this is not a political event, okay? You don't have to worry about, oh, are we endorsing a candidate? I can't talk about it at my church. It's political. This is not a political event, okay? This is about faith and family issues and what the government is doing or might be trying to do on some of these issues. It's an education event. It's an an event where you can get active. You can make a difference on issues. So there is nothing wrong with your church publicizing this and letting people know about it. It's a free event. Like I said, you only have to pay if you want lunch. I mean, but look, you got to eat that day. All right. Five bucks. That's probably about what lunch would cost you anyway if you didn't bring your lunch. So save some pennies. okay, if you can and come up with five dollars. Um, but we wanted to make it affordable for families. Look, you bring a family of five, that's 25 bucks. Okay. Uh, so I know how that can be. I have three children, but, um, split the lunch if you have to, whatever, but come to the event in the rallies at noon. The event starts at nine for the briefing. We're going to have uh, state Senator Kelly Hancock, representative Matt Schaefer, Candy Noble, a lot of great elected officials are going to be there. They want to interact with you as well. They want to give you encouragement on these issues. I want to touch on too. You know, I talked about we were testifying against legislation earlier this week. Our team is at the Capitol every day. Okay, we are the only organization in Texas that works on faith and family issues that has someone at the Capitol every day. And that's what it takes to be effective. And I'm not saying other people don't have good things to add value to the legislative process just because they're not there every day. That's not my point. My point is that's what we bring to the table. We have a team of 10 people. So I just want you to know our commitment. And look, a lot of things happen, even though with electronics and technology and videos, there are still things that get missed. A lot of the legislative process happens by word of mouth. So having someone on the ground, and we've got more than one person on the ground at the Capitol every day, that's how we make sure that things don't get missed. And we activate our other partners to help things get done. So please come to the Faith and Family Day. It's a free event, texasfaithandfamily.com, March 13th. That's in about two weeks on Wednesday. That's on spring break for a lot of people. All right, we're up in the first of the month here. So don't forget about supporting us financially. We have about a million-dollar budget collectively between our two organizations. You can make a tax-deductible donation to Texas Values today. Go to txvalues.org and help us stand up for faith, family, and freedom in Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.